What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. We are your hosts that you love the most. I'm Russell the Fourth. Hey, everybody, it's Brandy. And welcome to another episode. I don't know what episode this is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're here. Because <laughs> we're probably going to switch up the order anyway. That part. Don't, <laughs> don't be giving away our secrets. <laughs> don't be giving away our secrets. There's no consistency over here. Before I hit the record button, and I'm so mad, I hit the record button. I stopped because we was working through some microphone issues. But before I hit record, Brandy was just going in. She was she was spinning. She was going in. Are you going to give us some bars real quick? Nah, but why are you telling all the business? Before you hit record, you look like Jake from State Farm, too. You switched up your outfit. First of all, ah. <laughs> this is what we're doing? Ah. You don't even know what you just did. You don't even know what you just did. You don't even know what you just did. Now you finna get it. It's on. Uh, uh, you know what song like. What is happening? Uh, I don't understand why people want to judge me. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we just gotta we gotta be true to ourselves, you feel me? Red polo went on. Khakis. Uh <laughs> she said I look like Jack from State Farm. We're gonna do it like this. Uh my outfit was the bomb, uh, it was the bomb. Had it going on, had it going on. She said I look like that dude Jake uh, from State Farm. Uh, you know what I say? I am not the norm. Uh, but she got this pink shirt on and she finna get cooked. Uh, now she looking shook. Uh, she don't want to get it started. She smelling funky like she fought it. Ooh. That's why you got something in your teeth now. What you say? That's why you got something in your teeth. You gonna wait until <laughs> you gonna you gonna wait until uh <laughs> you could have said over the beat it. Got him. <laughs> do I really? Yeah, you do. Nah. Yo, why you ain't saying nothing? No. Not gonna Hi. do so. Hi guys, we're here. <laughs> nah, do the show. I, I, I will do the show. Actually, you know they come here to see me anyway, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> You get yourself together and I'm entertaining the people. That's foul. <laughs> that was so foul. You know what I'm saying? If we gonna play, we gonna play. How long ago you see it? I wanna know how deep your when you was doing your corny Eminem raps is when I saw I don't it. wanna know how deep your betrayal goes. No, I saw it when you was trying to when you was trying to cook me, as you say, in your uh, rap. Dang, yeah. You ain't gonna rap though? I'm not gonna rap. What I want rap for? Why you use rap before I hit record? That was before you hit record. That was like pregame. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like give, give it me, to the give, people. Like the give people. me in the mood. I got to get me hyped up. I tell you, know you what, what. Listen, maybe if we get enough engagement, I can get her to go to live <laughs> with her bars on Wednesday. If y'all want to hear Brandy rap, <laughs> bring it to the live tomorrow on Facebook. Engage with us and let her know that y'all want to hear what she... And I'm joking, but she be playing around and she's actually really dope. I kid you not. Am I lying? I'm doping everything I do. So don't, no, you're not don't lying. Answer direct, yeah, she's actually, <laughs> one time, I don't know, it was so random. She was like, hey, I wrote a rap. And I was like, uh, okay. And I, I tried do, to perform it for you, but you was acting all shysty. I pull like, up in front of her house after work and she she goes to the side of the window. I was like, what you doing? She's like, I'm about to rap. I'm like, yo, get in the car. She's like, no, I'm about to do it out here. It's like a whole thing. I said, you're not about to stand outside my car and rap. In the middle of like just get in the car. But then when I gave it to you in the car, you were like, Oh, I wish I would have let you perform it because it was fire. She smoked that. Come on. Come on. 
<laughs> I can't. You can't even do it on here because you went like really. You really went there. Anyway, whatever. Once again, welcome to another episode. We're so happy What's y'all are up, here, everybody. Y'all are so dope. Welcome back. We loved you. We missed y'all. Like. It's not going to feel like this to y'all, obviously, because we're pushing out episodes every week. But we've had a little lull in yes. recording. and How long has it been? It's, I think this would have been, if we went, didn't do anything today, it would have been two weeks. Nah, that's too long. It is. It is. It is. It's hard to get back into the flow of it, too. Like, nah, you know, we here. It feels good. What's okay, up? I'm just going to take over what I was saying. <laughs> For me, it's hard to get in the flow. That's why I was rapping and get myself back in the in the juice of just spitting off the top of the dome. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we do here. We don't re- we don't rehearse none of this. If y'all didn't know, like if we did, I'm sure it would be the <laughs> wackest podcast of all time. How you rehearsing I mean, the conversation? Uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying. We don't have talking points. We don't have iPads in front of us. Like it is really everything that you hear. And it's probably why it don't make sense half the time. It just be flowing off the top of our head. Do you remember? Um, no, nah, never mind. I ain't going to do that. This is what you're talking about. When we squirrel, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to squirrel. Anyway. <laughs> the intro is the the best place to squirrel. Okay, I'll go there. <laughs> do you remember? Well, see, for me, it's like when we first started recording, we didn't have anybody to engage with. We hadn't even announced yeah. that we were doing a podcast. Absolutely. So it just felt like me talking to you, to mm-hmm. this camera. But now that it's out and people hear it, I do feel like more of a sense of, I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. Even though we're not talking to nobody, but it feels like you're nah, talking we to talk, somebody. Nah, we talk. What up, y'all? Y'all hear us? <laughs> we we talking to the people right now. <laughs> well, what are we talking to the people about today? Today, we are talking to the people about friends. How Ooh. many of us have them? What about friends? your friends? Oh, yo, that'd be dope. You know how DJs be like mixing records together? Friends. What about you? They stand. That wouldn't be dope. Hey, <laughs> you I, so fake. I told you. You know, if you was at a party and the DJ threw it up, you'd be going crazy. I, I would. I would. Be Come on. Butterflying and tootsie rolling all over that floor. <laughs> Not the but. Not the but. See, this is why our this is why our viewers are all above the age of thirty four because they the young people don't know what we talking. Okay, about. I be what Millie rocking. See, now you make yourself sound real old. They don't do that no they more. They don't Millie rock. They, they don't do? Millie rock no more. I would be sneezing. Ha- oh. mm. hey. <laughs> I, I can't do it, yeah, but yeah, if the, if the right music is coming, you on, more in I the vicinity. All dances come from TikTok now. So. See, oh, I'm, that's how I know most of the songs that come out now. That's true. In just the little part, all I know is the thirty seconds that I get on that's TikTok. Part. I hear when I hear the song outside of TikTok. Once it's past the part that's on TikTok, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Once you give us a person, okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> this song's stupid. What are you talking like about? Going on the radio, I was like, I have no idea what this is. Chorus, come on. Hey, oh, that's that's that <laughs> yeah, right. And we oh, dang it. Anyway, I don't know how that happened. We are talking about <laughs> friendships, right? Um, and it's gonna be a multi-layered conversation to multifaceted. me. Multifaceted. Multifaceted. Come on. We better use these big words. You, you are a little wordsmith. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. <laughs> it's going to be a multifaceted conversation because I think it has a bunch of layers to it. Absolutely. One being um, how do they relate to people in a relationship? Mm-hmm. The different boundaries that have to be formed so that your friendships 
are being nurtured and your f- new relationships aren't being, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think not even new relationships, like seasoned relationships too. Like yeah. you, there is a, I think there's a period of time in a relationship where you just want to be all about your partner. Yeah. A year or more in, and it starts to feel like, okay, I need a little bit of time away. Yeah. But how do you manage that? Especially when like, so in our situation where our time is very limited, like you work two jobs. Yeah. I have kids in sports after work. Like, so the days that we get together really feel special. Now we're podcasting, we're going live. Yeah. Um, and just so let's just bring it home. You talked about, you know, your friends contacting you and wanting to hang out and you <laughs> ended up having the kids, but you were like, oh, they're going to make it a monthly thing. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Well, the reason I was so excited about it, because it's so rare, like <laughs> I'm and I think we talked about this. No, I'm sure we talked about this on a podcast before. But when I get in relationships, I don't be one to hang out with no dudes. Like, yeah. When I got yeah. a girl, I ain't trying to be around no dudes. So I'm definitely one of the dudes that's like, man, he be acting funny when he get a girlfriend. But I'm just like, when I'm with somebody, I'm with them. You know what I mean? Like, this is the person I'm more intimate with on a yeah. mental space than anybody. I'm closer to this person right now than anybody else. Why I want to <laughs> with you? Like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Anybody try to do all that? See, I'm a little different. So I love together time with my with my partner, with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like, I need a mommy break sometimes. Mm-hmm. And some like... I can't imagine the stuff that I like to do or the stuff that I just like to kick back and laugh and giggle about doing that with you. Like some stuff I just need my girlfriends for. And for me, it's not. You don't got no friends. I I, I got a few. <laughs> why are you capping up? <laughs> I got a few. We both don't no, have friends. That's no, why this works so no, well. No, see, everybody that's my friend going to be like, oh, what are you trying to mean? You okay. Know, I gotta, I All of you on here who are Brandy's friends. When's the last time you hung with Brandy? <laughs> no, that's not true. I hang with my friends every Sunday. That don't no. So in that case, I hang with my friends every day. <laughs> they're the people that I have to be around at work. No, but I don't have to be around. These you people. go to church. You're a Christian. They're but the people I, you see I, on Sunday. I don't. I like my friends at church. I and I, I hang with them outside of church. I'm not disputing. You have legitimate friends. Thank you. And I meant to be a joke, so I'm not going to take the conversational places like you ain't got no friends because <laughs> that's not what I'm. No, trying there to was say. a time where I didn't have friends, so like I'm very proud that I have friends now. But. I do think we're unique in that some people, their friendships are a huge part of their life in the sense that on a weekly basis, they're doing things together. Yeah. They're on the phone all the time. That's not my case. That's not my situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I check in. Um, For instance, my best friend's birthday was just yesterday. Talked to him on the phone. I don't talk to him on the phone a lot. Mm-hmm. I got two jobs. He got jobs. He got three kids. I got two kids. It's a lot to juggle in between. <laughs> so when I kick it with him, we always tap right back into like our space. But, you know, I can't tell you when was the last time I hung out with him. Yeah. In something that was just for the soul purpose. Just for the boy. Yo, let's hang out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why I was so hyped when the homies called me and said, yo, we going out to eat. Me, with you. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great time. When's that happening? <laughs> oh, Saturday. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't make it, but <laughs> yeah. But I think that man, so for me, 
I've been one that has immersed myself in relationships. So when I'm, like you said, when I'm in a relationship with you, I'm kind of all about you. Yeah. So it doesn't really lend time for friends. And I do have friends um, that, like you said, no matter how much time has went by, when we do link up, it's like no time has passed. It's like we're back in high school. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important because especially if you're in a relationship and you're friends with someone who isn't. So maybe there was a season where both of you were single. Now you've gotten in a relationship, but they're still single. How do you manage as much time as you were giving that friend, you know, when whenever they wanted to go mm. out, you went out with them. Whenever they wanted to talk, you were there to talk. Whenever yeah. they needed food or whatever, they could come over and grab it. But now you're in a relationship and now the dynamic has changed. Um, I've had that go wrong one time. And then I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to go down this road again. Like, I don't want to lose a friend because I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but it is hard to maintain because maintaining a solid friendship sometimes is work. It's just as much work as a relationship. Heck yeah. Yeah. 100%. Don't take my word. I you invented like 100%? Yeah. I mean, in the, in this context, this, I did. In this context, it's, <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> now, you just told on yourself because you might have been getting away with it. Now, everybody here is going to be. Y'all going to count how many times I say, oh. For those of y'all that drink, do a drinking game and take a shot every time you hear Brandy say, oh, 100%. <laughs> you going to be torn down by the end of the episode. Oh, 100%. Somebody has already caught on. I'm like, I'm glad they finally said something. Maybe she'll chill out. I won't. Oh, 100%. You won't. And I won't. <laughs> you irritate me. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that's the reason why I don't hang with my friends as much, but I am aware that it causes issues. Like when you are able to dedicate so much time to your friends and then you hop into a relationship and now that changes, um, it can cause a st- cause stress on a relationship. Um, me and my best friend, we used to say like, we can never be happy at the same time. Yeah. Like, because if she's happy, <laughs> then I'm usually like in a miserable space. And if she's, if, if she's in a miserable space, I'm usually happy and it works out well for our friendship. It's never lined up. No, but if we're like happy at the same time, like we would never talk to each other. Why y'all never boot up at the same time? We're happy <laughs> at the same time. What is that? I don't know. I, we have to stop saying that because it is literally a pattern that has played out in our relationship. And it really sucks that night now, like I'm venturing into something really really good and it's like oh it's around the corner something's gonna happen you know? that's, that's terrible it, it is it's we have terrible. to stop saying that you have to stop saying that we, we have to stop saying it <laughs> i know you're watching <laughs> um what you're saying is 100 percent valid i personally have never dealt with that at least not in my adult life um because number one I, I married really young mm. Um, so the places that I've formed relationships were in specific areas that I was spending a lot of time in. Yeah. So I do music. So my music circle became my friendships. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends, if we hadn't started doing music together, we probably would have never been friends like that. We were roommates and barely <laughs> talked to each other. Then one day he set up an NPC in his room and I came in like, what you doing? <laughs> he was making a beat and I was like, yo, that's dope. And yeah, anyways, I'm about to squirrel and go on a whole tangent about something y'all do not care about. <laughs> but um, I find my friendships in my random circles that I find myself in. So I really have had to set up those boundaries that mm-hmm. are necessary mm-hmm. to 
nurture a friendship and also support a relationship. Have you ever had issues with that? Um, I think probably issues that I've like created myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I think that so specifically with my, my, my best friend, um, I, f- I, there were oftentimes where I felt guilty that I didn't have enough time to dedicate to our friendship. We have been friends for over 20 years, which is very rare nowadays, I think. And I used to feel like, oh, I should call her, but then get sidetracked with something, with something in my relationship or yeah. with the kids or whatever. And it felt like when we would get back together, sometimes that there was like a tension, not a tension, like almost like I don't know what's going on in your life and oh, I don't yeah. like it. Oh, facts. You know, and I, I think for me, sometimes I, I used to kind of get upset. Like maybe we're talking and she brings up something like I told you and I'm like, no. Like, I didn't know that. Like, oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> I started a business. <laughs> no, you didn't. And it would be the same for her. Like, we'd be talking and I'd be like, you, you know, when we, and she'd be like, you did what? And I'm like, I didn't tell you that. Like, when there was a time, like, we used to live together. So there was a time where. I just lived through that. We knew everything about each other. That just happened to me. <laughs> and this is how, like, desensitized to it I am because that's a big deal I just told you I talked to my best friend on his birthday yeah. I said yo family happy birthday he said oh man you know I'm just sitting here trying to heal what's going on oh man I just had surgery what <laughs> yeah man I was real nervous about it yo fam don't ever let me find out about you sitting down on somebody's table yeah. and going under and you don't call me yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm and just it's saying, not I, I, an yeah. intentional thing. I'm sure he didn't yeah. like say, "Oh, I'm not calling Russell because he hasn't talked to me in a few." No, nah, that's exactly what he said. That's that is snake. not what he said. No, I'm <laughs> but it's just like life starts happening, yeah. and then you you lose track of like the things that once were once important to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that having friendships while you're in a relationship, that's, I mean, let me say, that's why I think having friendships while you're in a relationship is so important because there's only so much that I think you should put on to your, your significant yeah. other. Um, and once like there's, there are certain aspects that are just meant for your friends. Like Facts. when I come home and I'm talking about like office gossip, I mean, no, you no. probably care about that. But come on. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> Cheryl did. Cheryl said what? I hate it. Oh, I can't stand her. She's so pretentious. <laughs> She's so pretentious. <laughs> but I mean, you know, but there are certain things that are just meant for your friends. And I think that it, in many ways, healthy friendships help foster healthy relationships. So like if, if I, like my friends from church right now, and I hate to call them my friends from church because they really are just my friends. But since that's where I met them, we'll call them my friends from church. Um, they help me in this relationship. They're mm. both married. They both have encouraged me through my single period to get back in the dating pool. Yeah. And now that I'm here, when I do run into roadblocks, like, man, I'm feeling, you know, X, Y, and Z, they help me process that in a way that doesn't tear down our relationship, validates my feelings and then help me move forward. You know? And I think that sometimes if I'm feeling something, it may not even be an issue with you, but just saying it to you doesn't feel like comfortable. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he said this and it made me feel this way. And they helped me walk through those things. And had it not been for them, I probably would have just had an attitude with you. And you would have never knew why. (laughs) (laughs) That's facts. And you're also fortunate because 
your friends in that aspect are both married. Yes. So they both understand some boundaries that may exist. Whereas you might have a friend who doesn't know that context and is just used to having access to you in a certain way. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. when that changes, they don't know how to deal with that. But, and this is for all of y'all who might be wrestling. If you listen to this and this is pushing a button and you might be thinking (laughs) of a situation, listen to me. If you have real friendships, true, authentic brotherhoods, sisterhoods, friendships that have formed and have been lasted and tried through seasons of time, it's going to change because life changes. Mm -hmm. Your life changes and with it, everything that's associated with you also goes through changes. So if you have a friendship and someone new comes into the picture, whether it's a new friend Mm -hmm. or a boyfriend or a husband, you need to learn how to adjust your friendship without it being an indictment on the authenticity of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I can say about my friend. I can mention my homie, the homie just had surgery. It doesn't matter what season of life I've been in. I can go five months without speaking to him Mm -hmm. and him not speaking to me. And it doesn't feel like I've lost a friend. And I'm, and we have wrestled with like, man, like I, I miss like Mm -hmm. our camaraderie and being able to talk to you, but we understand what it is. And when I call him, he's always there. I hadn't talked to him in months, popped up with him. Like yo fam, I'm getting a divorce. Uh, (laughs) I need help moving out my apartment. I'm there. Yeah. And then, once we got my stuff in the storage facility, we sat and talked and, and like no time had passed. He was there for me with, with comfort, with guidance, with his opinion. Um, and I appreciate that friendship because it's been tried and true in that the only expectation is that when you need me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. It's not dependent on us talking so many times a day. It's not dependent on us going out on so many activities. It's not a, um, what do you call it? A, a codependent relationship mm-hmm. where I'm latching onto you because I need you to fulfill this role. And if you can't fulfill this role, then you're no good to me. Yeah, It's not that. I'm here because we have that bond. It's not going nowhere. And he loves you. And that you love part, him. Like, that that's okay to say. I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm not one of them dudes. Love you, bro. <laughs> I, I throw the L word all the time. Be making my friends back. All right, man, chill, bro. <laughs> No, I think that is what you described there is like a perfect depiction of like a true friendship. Yeah. And I I have that with with my my best friend and then I think the two other people that I that I think of when I come to mind. Now, I I think I do have a lot of friends. I have friends from childhood that I still um talk to almost on a daily basis now, especially now through social media. Um that we may not hang together. But like when it comes to being down for me, yeah, like I already know, like mm-hmm. if I got a ride or if I got to die, like I know, <laughs> you know I know this handful of people. I might not know what's going on in their lives every day. I might not be that friend that helps them through every tough situation or that they call when they need a couple dollars or whatever. But when it's going down, yeah. Those are the people that I know regardless who support me regardless. And I just, this is a beautiful thing and a beautiful conversation to have because um, one of my friends who I know is listening now, who always supports us. We literally just had this conversation today where she 
said to me some really just dope words that I'm not going to repeat because it was very special and very sacred to me, mm. but literally had me crying in my office. Wow. Now, is this somebody that she probably don't know my kids' birthdays or, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's just a good friend and she's always been a good friend to yeah. me. Um, and I just think that it is so important to surround yourself with people like that because on the other hand, there are friends out there that we surround ourselves with who mean us absolutely no good. That part. And there are people who will associate themselves with you just because they know you popping, if that makes sense. I mean, you might not be doing something like starting a business or whatever, yeah. but you just got that thing, right? You're popular. Yeah. You you attract the the females mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So they're hanging on because they wanna they wanna um bask in the presence of who you are as a person but they mean you absolutely no good you can't count on them they are never speaking anything positive to you Mm. and i think those people um can become relationship killers so they are people who will plant ideas plant seeds in your head will help you be sneaky if you if you're thinking about being sneaky who will aid you in sabotaging your relationship, but will still call themselves your friend. And it takes a discerning eye and a discerning spirit to know the difference between those people. Because most often the people who hurt you the most are the people who are really close up on you. That's real. That that brings me to an interesting question. I'm going to take a drink break. Go ahead. In the, in the instances where you have people in your life who might not be there for all of the right reasons, all the right motives. How important is it for your significant other to agree with or to buy into your friendships? Like say you have a friend who you really feel like, Hey, this person's been there for me. I know she's got her flaws or whatever. And he's like, yo, look, I don't like yo. She up to no good. Like yo, when she around her energy, whoop de whoop de whoop. How do you navigate the waters when your significant other just really doesn't mess with somebody who you love, like your friend? So for me, it all boils down to who they have been to me, right? Mm. It's all about their track record with who that and how they have treated me as a person and as a friend. Now, I will always leave space for you to voice your opinion about somebody, but I'm never going to um, disown or dislike somebody based off what somebody else said to me about them. Yeah, I think that's in, in life in general. Like I'm never basing my opinion on you because somebody else says something about you because I don't know why they're saying it. Yeah. It could be their experience with you, but it also could be that they're just a hater. You know what I'm saying? So um, I trust you. I believe that you would never tell me anything to hurt me or to cause me or to mean me any good. So like if you were to tell me like, hey, you know, I ain't really feeling her like she a little shysty. But this is my friend for three years and all she's been is good to me. Yeah. I'm taking what you're saying into consideration and now I might be looking for evidence of that in our friendship, but I'm not just going to not be friends with them because of something that you said. Yeah. Um, and I would hope that you wouldn't do that to me either because 
I, I don't like a lot of people, so I'm not just gonna <laughs> not just gonna like all your friends just off rip. Why you that but, way? You know, <laughs> you just at default just kind of. God like, gave mm, me a lot of discernment, okay. and so I think for me, people start off at zero and then have to work work their way up to a hundred. A lot of people start at a hundred, and then you have to do something to disprove that you don't deserve that one hundred. Now nah, you at zero with me. You gotta work your way up. Mm. So I think that initial, and I'm you know I'm vocal, so. If it's something I'm saying, I'm like, you better watch him. Like he, but I don't expect you to just not be friends with him based off of that. Yeah, for sure. Me, I, I, I've always struggled with y'all know me by now, this episode, whatever. And most of y'all listen to know me on some level. If About you to don't mention his emotions, if you don't know. Yeah. Big, <laughs> big cancer. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm heavy emotion, heavy feeling forward. Right. So I've always struggled with boundaries and making sure people have the appropriate amount of access to me, Mm. right? When people need something from me, I naturally have an unction to meet them at their point of need and expectation. I'm kind of wired to like. People, please. People, please. Not I'm not wired to people, please, because I think that's an unhealthy um, side effect of my wiring. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's I don't think God created me to please people. No, no, no. But no. I do think that's something that you have a tendency to do. Yeah, I'm talking about how, the way I'm wired, okay. not my tendencies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm wired and I think I'm placed here on earth for God's people. I think we all are. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a specific way in which I interact with people. I'm wired to be a certain way because it's important to my calling on this earth. And because of that, I have a hard time separating Okay, what's my calling? And when are people being selfish with my energy? Yeah, I I remember like speaking on that early on in our relationship where you had you were in a certain environment where people were always pulling on you, always pulling on you, always pulling on you, but never pouring into you. Yeah. And when you were having days where you just didn't feel like being the receptacle of all their trash you wouldn't speak up yeah. and you would kind of do like this more passive aggressive, like, Oh, I'm not paying attention. I'm not responding to them. I'm not doing this. And they're still not getting the point. But you also weren't saying, look, I don't want to talk to you today. Yeah. That's, and that's my thing. That's, to, my, <laughs> that's me, my heel. The client. Yeah, and to me, that was my opportunity to say to you, Hey, look, this is what's happening. And this is why you're so drained from that situation because you're not setting up a boundary. I think in a relationship that is your significant other's responsibility to, to recognize those things, but how you handle it now that's on you. So same with a friend. If I'm saying, yo, I'm not feeling something about them or did something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? It's my, it's my job to bring that to your attention but it's your responsibility to then handle that in your friendship, however you choose. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> with that, um, I've always struggled to keep those boundaries up. Mm-hmm. So with um, the friends or because it, it's so weird, like I have a hard, well, no, I don't have a hard time discerning who's like who are my actual friendships mm-hmm. 
who are people that I am acquainted with due to us sharing the geographical location. Um, and sometimes you share your geographical location with somebody for so long, then you actually become friends. Mm-hmm. Like there's people I've worked with for 12 years. And it's like, yo, that is legitimately my friend. Mm-hmm. When we get married, they're going to be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when something good happened, I'm going to call them. Like there's friends I've made in those spaces. But there are other times where just how I interact with people creates boundaries that I don't know how to break. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Mm-hmm. I've never had a relationship in hostile. End end hostile. Okay. Like every girl I've, most times every, most girls I've talked to, been in a relationship with, messed around with, Mm -hmm. we still cool. Do do you see an issue with that? Well, Do you see how like don't that, rush don't okay. rush the I'm where sorry, I'm trying I'm to take the audience. There. I'm sorry. Don't rush where I'm trying to take the I'm audience. I'm trying to clear the runway for you. Yeah, yeah no, no, don't you worry. I got you. I'm you laying in there. Hold your horse. Look, calm. look. She's like, ah. Oh, no, you good. Um. So, and of course I do. That's why I'm bringing up, uh, you know, with boundaries. So, um, the way I've learned that I'm different in a lot of ways in how I interact, in the energy that I give people. So I think a lot of times people kind of just latch on to me. And now there's an expectation for me to always be that. Yes. It's like, so then when I do say, like you say, hey, look, I just want to talk about it. It's like, what's wrong with you? Are you you okay? Like, what's wrong? I'm fine. I just, and here's the thing, public service announcement. I'm so glad I got a platform now. Listen to me. I know this is going to be deceitful. I am not an extrovert. I am an introvert. I am skilled socially, but it drains me. That's how they classify those two things. Do social environments give you energy or do they drain you? Ask my family. Thanksgiving, Christmas, I disappear. Where's Russell at? Where's Russell at? He downstairs. Russell, what you doing? I need a minute just to go downstairs, recharge, and then come back up. I know when I'm in the room, I'm like, Cracking jokes and being a life at a party, but it drains me. Mm-hmm. So most people, when I tell them that, they're like, you know, but I don't like talking to y'all. <laughs> Unless you're like in my circle and we're like friends, friends. Nine times out of ten when you're talking to me, I'm going through pleasantries and it's draining. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So people are used to getting energy from me. Mm-hmm. So you already know how I am in relationships, right? I told you, like, when I'm with somebody, I'm with them. I don't hang with dudes mm-hmm. if I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to somebody, we're spending a lot of time. When I'm with somebody, I don't do surface level talk. I hate that, too. It's another part of me not being an extrovert. Don't ask me about the weather. How's your feelings? <laughs> How's your mental health? I asked her that one day. She almost like, what are you asking me that for? I was offended. <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean? mean? I ain't crazy. <laughs> Black people. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a squirrel. I asked how her mental health was, and she was so offended. Like, this is how the black community is with mental health. Listen, it's okay. Ask your people how their mental health is, okay? Are you good? That doesn't have anxious, anything to do depressed. with me being black. End of my... It's a, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, in these relationships, I form these um, relationships that are kind of like where they're used to. Hey, I'm going through something. Let me call Russell. Mm-hmm. Even when it ends... I'm a communicator. I can explain it in a way that you understand. You might not agree. You might not like it, but you know, I don't mean to hurt you. You know what I mean? Offend you. So nine times out of 10, we're still cool. 
once you get over your feelings and you come to some sort of resolve, then it's like, hey, how you been? Hey, you know, I saw this the other day. You remember yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? So in this dynamic now, I'm in a new relationship. And there are people who used to have an access with me a certain type of way. Now, how do you navigate those areas? It's about to go down. <laughs> I don't know what button to push. I'm going to kill your whole aggression. No. 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 I'm killing your whole aggression. Because. I'm glad we arrived at the being friends. It's about <laughs> your ex topic. <sighs> so this is my these are my feelings about being friends with your ex. And I'm not trying to push this on anybody. But for Brandy Saray, I am okay with you being cordial with people that you used to be in a relationship with, especially when they are there are kids involved. I almost expect it. But the little scrapes and scrams on the side, I don't like it. What scrapes and scrams? I don't like it. Specific. I don't like it. Like these fly-by-night relationships, these random hookups, and I'm not talking specifically about you. I'm going to say, what have you heard and who lying to you? Because ain't no scrapes and scrams. And- I, I'm talking about people who weren't like legitimately like long term relationships. Like you you had a girlfriend or y'all were talking or y'all were chilling or y'all were hooking up, whatever the kids are calling it these days. And now you're friends afterwards and everything's just kiki cool. Like I don't I don't expect you to be mean to those people, but calling and talking on the phone and texting and smiling all in their face every time you see them, to me that's disrespectful. Smiling in their face when I see them? Yeah. Like that's disrespectful. Being nice, you mean? Like, hey, that's, how's no, it going? That's it's a difference. What do you mean? It's it's a difference between being nice and then being in somebody's face. If you don't know the difference of that, we're gonna have a really deep conversation. You said after smiling this. in people's face. It's a term. I'm not familiar with. It. I'm just trying to get understanding. Like smiling in their face, like being all up in a grill. Bring like it, take it back to the '90s. In a like proximity, like in a face. Like no. you mean literally, like in a face. Like kicking it with them. Like if we are go, we go out somewhere, and you're like in their face. You're talking to them. You're like it's weird. And I think if we if we bring it to our relationship, if you couple not. Ending a relationship, maybe not in hostility, but still kind of feeling like the door is left open. Like, oh, we still cool. I just don't like you like that and know it. But the person that you're you used to be with still has feelings for you. It is very difficult to maintain a friendship with someone who is in love with you. What if they don't? What if they don't what? I feel for them. I mean, who's the gauge of that? So, like, you want me to go kick it with my ex. I just don't see a point in that. Well, kick it is strong. And that's what I mean by, like, being in their face. Like, what is the point? You can talk. You can be nice. You can, hey, how you doing? Move along. What does that communicate to you? It just communicates that there's a door being left open. Like, if it's an ex, keep them an ex and move along. So, they can't be an ex if you're still... Nice to them? It's not about being nice. There's a difference. Of course, there's like boundaries. Like nice. you don't want to sit up on the phone. You're not going out on outings yeah, together. Like, but if I if we're at an event and they're there as well, mm-hmm. and I speak to them, and you see me being like, <laughs> "Yo, that's like yada yada," and see me being like, "I know you." 
we're talking, we're laughing, we're joking. I think you would see that and be it's like, it's very situation dependent, but it would definitely get my like, it would bring my antennas up. Like, all right, you've been over there for about fifteen minutes. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are we doing? Especially if I'm in the room. Like, for why? What does that make you feel? It just feels like disrespect. Why? Because you're. Sh- I'm trying not to get too uh, personal, but like (laughs) (laughs) to me, like if you're in a relationship with someone, there are just certain boundaries that you should create with other with people of the opposite sex. I want you to know I'm not kicking back with you. No, it's fine. Just I'm trying to unpack for the audience. Um, Especially when the the person that you're that you're communicating with is someone that you've had sex with, like. It's a look. It just looks weird. Like <laughs> if there are other people in the room who also know that you've had sex with this person and you're all up in their face and you know, whatever it just, it, I don't like the way it looks and I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know if it's possessiveness. I don't know what the emotion is, but I just don't like the way it makes me feel because what if it is I would things? never do that to you. What if it is those things? Does uh-huh. it matter? Um, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's going to stop me from feeling it if I put a name to it. I mean, if the name is something that the root is like, (laughs) if the root of it is like something that's more of a. I mean, I am possessive over you. You're mine. Like, what do you want me to do? It's not good. It's not healthy. (laughs) I'm God's property, not yours. Okay. What do you want me to do? So number one, what I was trying to say was I'm, the things I'm saying to you, I don't want you to think I'm. I'm I don't take anything that we say here I'm creating conversation for the audience. I do think um, not all things are linear. And I think that things we're talking about are very specific to our dynamic. And I think other couples have different dynamics and they have different boundaries that they set up for themselves. I think just last episode, we were just talking about, no, not last episode, but in the past episode, we were just talking about you know polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are really free out here, open relationships out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, we don't rock like that. So clearly our boundaries are different. Um, yeah, which is why I said it. And this, this is what that statement that I said was specifically for me. I'm not telling anybody else to do that. But I think in more ways than not, what how I am in a relationship is how I expect my 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 significant other to be good. Did bad, I talk to you about that? I don't know, but you're cutting me off. I'm good, bad, and different. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so. And, and I think sometimes it backfires, but in the grand scheme of things, like I don't ever want you to be, to treat me in a way that I know I would never treat you. So whether it makes you jealous, whether it makes you feel, maybe you have possessive ish, possessiveness issues over me, whatever it is, I would never, ever, ever be in a room with you and my ex and be in my ex's face before I'm over talking to you. I'm, I'll speak. How you doing? How you been? Cool. But it. other than that, what do I have to say to you? You're asking me? I'm, I'm just trying to feel, I'm trying to figure it out. That's a big question mark right there. Like, what do I have I to think, say? Um, well, in me and your dynamic, I think before I pursue anything, I, I communicate, right? So anybody I talk with or have conversations with that I had any dealings with in the past, I communicate first. And I gauge like, hey, look, this is this situation. Are you comfortable? 
yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's important. Communication is top tier. Um, and if you're trying to navigate delicate situations like this, communication is top 10. Um, just like you're giving me now, like <laughs> this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm not going to even try to unpack all of that because ultimately I think we'll just go round and round, but we're on the same page. Whereas when you're dealing with things like this, boundaries are top tier yeah. of the utmost important. It's communication always. I, I don't think that, I mean, I we've, if we're being candid, we've had a situation where we were in the room with your you said ex. we want to be candid and why not, are you being that is not your ex-wife and I, I mean it didn't go the way either one of us i think anticipated <laughs> why are we sharing this with the audience <laughs> why is this happening and when did you decide to be so open lord jesus i, I didn't i haven't said any specifics you've said a lot of specifics it just didn't go the way that I think either one of us thought the situation would go. We talked about it beforehand, right? We talked about that this could be a thing, that this could happen, and then it happened. That's 44 minutes and we can't cut. (laughs) And then it happened, and it went left. (laughs) I I, I don't know what the problem is. (laughs) uh, It's really personal. All right, we here, we here. If we being 100%, me, and this is clearly an area that I need to adjust and create boundaries. Number one, I need to understand that my intention, who I am and things I would never do, even though I'm very clear on that are not always clear to the person I'm with. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that when I'm with somebody, they know what I would do and what I would not do. Mm -hmm. But trust is a journey It is a process and a partner being secure in knowing what you will and will not do is something that develops over time. Yes. And although I learned it can be hurting when you're in situations that's like, yo, what do you, and that's why I, a lot of times I'm like, okay, what is, what does that say to you? Cause I'm trying to say like, what do you, what what is the worst case scenario in this? What do you think is going to happen? You're uncomfortable with it. Okay, cool, bam. It don't make sense. Okay, cool, bam. What is the worst case scenario? Do you think I would yada, yada, yada? And that's what I try to get to. But I don't think you naturally think that. I don't think that's something that's at the forefront of your mind. I don't think you think like, are you going to do what yada, yada? Yeah, no. It still feels like not trust. Okay. I also have a hard time with, if I know you, if I like in... If we, oh Lord, I did not want to go here. Okay. <laughs> if I've been with you, if our lips have touched, if we've shared intimate moments, I have a hard time acting like I don't know you. Hmm, hello. I know you. <laughs> like I had a toothbrush at your house at one point. I'm I'm gonna speak. Hi, how are you doing? What's up? Hey, yo, did you try the ribs? Like, hey, don't eat the salmon. You know, hey, don't eat that. That's nasty. Like, I have a hard time being cold to someone that was once close. And I don't have anything that ends on bad blood. So it's like, I see you. We cool. Hey, what up? How you doing? I need to be more sensitive to the fact that how I interact now 
affects not just me. It affects you. I'm just saying where my position is, why I end up in the situation I end up in <laughs> since you done let out the bag and let these people all up but in no, our lives. It's not all up in our lives because obviously Sheesh. only me, you, and the fly on the wall know the actual you, I'm supposed to be the open one. You're supposed to be the, we ain't gonna talk. <sighs> but I do think it's important that when we get here in front of people, we're not just talking in hypotheticals. <laughs> you done took the, you know, you sweat. <laughs> No, but I think it's important that we're not just talking in hypotheticals about what we would do and what we think. Like, this is a situation that we had to deal with. How did we work it out? Like, it was literally, we so got to remember, the point where... You might remember what? a couple episodes <laughs> when she mentioned we were somewhere and she was like, so you got attitude? <laughs> Like we go ahead, let's go here. Okay, look, boom, we sitting down eating dinner. I just came over from the same thing. I was talking about like, hey, did you try this? It's nasty. We laughing. I get back to the table. What did you say? But see, it wasn't. No, nah, what you, you say? You, you know? not tell you telling the story in part because yes, she was kiki ki and laughing, but then you tried to depart. And said person was like, hey, come here. Like, and you went back. Like, you just sold so them. Look, look, when a, <laughs> this is how listen, the scenario is playing out of my head. When a woman gets angry, any little detail after that is it like is. top 10. So listen to this scenario. I'm talking to somebody. I start walking away. She was like, hey, yo, come here. I come back. And that's like, oh, you going to go back? <laughs> you was already over there for she way gonna, too long. She going to call you going to come <laughs> She gonna beckon you, gonna respond. What? Period. You you doing a great so job listen, of explaining the emotions. So I'm talking to somebody in a nice way. I start walking away. She says, "Hey, come here. What do you say I do? Turn around. Our conversation is concluded. We're done. Yeah. Don't talk to me. No, you lie. What is go. your, like, yo? I gotta go. My girl here. I can't come back no, to you. No. Our conversation concluded. What I look like having a two part conversation with you when my girl here. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, if we're going to be honest, honest, it was not just that. It was, it was, okay, you guys were whispering to each other. And uh, time out, I know now what the whisper. you aggressive. No, because you're going to try to explain before I get it out. Okay. Um, I, I now know hindsight after we had a conversation what the whisper was about. But if we're, if we're in a room and... Put it in an, in the in, a, in another context. I'm in the room with someone that I've been intimate with. We've had a, a significant relationship at a d- very important, pivotal time in my life. You're sitting down somewhere. I'm over there with them, and we're whispering in each other's ear. Uh, regard, no, regardless Explain of what it was. The, no, you're painting no. pictures. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. But babe, that's what it looks like. Okay. Invalid. In one, number one, if I was somewhere with you, and whoop whop the band was in there, and I see you, <laughs> I definitely You'd can be see. <laughs> and so, I when know. you sat down, what I said was, "Yeah, that can't happen." The the kikiing and the whisper in the ear, I ain't with that. It wasn't so much what you said; it was how you said it. It was so aggressive. I had never seen your neck so fluid. You done had back problems since I met you, and you was all you was a real limber, and yeah, you were speaking in sign language. So that yada yada yada, that I, can't happen. I ain't with that. So you felt like I was checking you. 
I I I quickly just like what did I say? Yep. You shut down. What did I say? Whatever I say. I said something like, "Mm -hmm. yep. (laughs) Well, number one, I had a lot to say. We weren't in the atmosphere to have that conversation. And here's another thing. I'm never going to cut up in front of nobody. I'm not arguing with you in front of nobody. Which is why, hence, fast forward to that first conversation where I was was like, you ready to go? You remember, look, paying (laughs) paying back to one of these episodes. I don't know, was it episode one or two? (laughs) Hadn't been two. I think it was two. And you were like, Let's go. Come on. You packed up the baby all quick. We got to go. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. We hashed it out in the car. Because I, I definitely was. I wouldn't, I'm not going to argue for nobody. But I definitely had an attitude because, ooh, my bad. I kicked the camera. Look, you done got me Twitter paid it. I mean, but if we circle back to the original purpose of why we're here. Why are we here? Is, what is this episode about? I think if, if, if your boundaries are not clear in your relationship about yeah. having a friendship with your ex, it can get messy. Yeah. And in our situation, I think that we've had several instances where you have had your your ex-wife aside, where you've had to um, interact with exes, recent exes, and we've always had a conversation about it and it's never been an issue. Yeah. Um, I think that in this specific scenario, it was the visual that bothered me more than who you were talking to. Sure. So I want to be very clear about that. It could have been Molly, Molly the maid or whoever that you was talking to. It could have been the help. If you was whispering in her ear, like I have a problem. Not Molly the maid. <laughs> whoever it is. <laughs> I have a problem because it's, it, it presents this certain uh, visual. And in that room was also people that I really care about and people that really care about me. And I didn't want them to think that, you were being disrespectful to me, you know, be just because of the way that it looked. So it was a, it was a combination. It was an amalgamation of things that, um, caused me to jump outside of myself and, um, and almost embarrass us in front of a room full of very dignified people. But you'll never do that. <laughs> Pull me to the side. Talk to me. I can't make no promises, but I am telling you that it is something that I'm working on. I realized in hindsight that it was not the most appropriate response in that situation. Um, But by nature, I am a shoot first, ask questions later type of person. Ask questions. It has served me very well in my life. It has preserved um, some of my dignity in most times. But I can see how now that I'm a healed person in a loving relationship, how um, uh automatically jumping to the worst case scenario is not the best idea. I apologize then and I apologize now, but um, just know that the tendencies are there. Look, this is unnecessary (laughs) for me. And and this is why I'm always trying to unearth, like, how does that make you feel? And I know it gets on your nerves. It gets on my last nerve. But (laughs) that's only because I never want to hurt you. So if I know something is going to hurt you, I'm not going to do it. If you tell me when you do this, it feels disrespectful. That's all I need. Done. It's done. But if you tell me, (laughs) this just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Okay. (laughs) So now if I need you to do something, I just got to tell you that it's disrespectful. Yes. Don't manipulate me though. (laughs) 
Just write that one down. Keep that one. I don't want that for dinner. What? It's disrespectful. Why would you? Why would you serve me chicken twice in a row? All right. I hate it. I hate it a whole lot. Got you all figured out. Um, I, I, I hope that this is an example, um, of real life. And this is what we wanted with this podcast that you guys. Oh, and it's, I feel really it exposed feel and vulnerable. Oh, no, I hate this. <laughs> I'm deleting this episode as soon as we're like, Oh, dang, I need me to do it. I deleted nah, the episode. That's Let crazy. it fly. People no. have to know that we are real people. We go through real things. But, and we figured out how to navigate these yeah. waters without resorting to toxic behaviors that may have. You got a little toxic in there. Listen. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is what we wanted, though. We wanted, we didn't want this to be. Um, us standing on top of the soapbox, like, hey, this is how you, you do it. Do. Yeah. This is real life. This is what we're doing right now. It's a at very a, recent, very real situation. <laughs> at a year <laughs> in, this is what we went through. This is how we navigated that. We're serious about building a tribe that is about shared experience and growing from adversity. And that doesn't happen Unless we lead in with that, yeah. So as much as I, as as uncomfortable as that was, I do see the value in that, and I hope that when you heard that conversation, instead of getting tea, <laughs> you got revelation in that these are situations that some people break up over. A hundred percent. You know what I and mean. That could have been a deal breaker. First 100%. of all, that could have been all a brawl. <laughs> Back Look in how the your mind. Where was the brawl gonna happen? Back in the day, I would have hopped over that table so quick. For what? <laughs> What's your What's so What's so funny? Tell me. Disrespect <laughs> me like that. Oh my god! I am so glad I got like the healed, saved, <laughs> sanctified version of. <laughs> Lord, I'm not built for I'm not built for uh, vintage brandy. No, nah, listen, that brandy is long gone. I don't tow up enough sure. stuff to just add, like Lord I don't ever want to be that volatile ever again in life. But because I had those experiences, it's all out my system. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen how that can go bad yeah, really really crap. quickly, and now I know like the way that we perceive situations are not what they always are. Yeah. And I think you said it before that, you know, when you deal with things through a filter, you know, a filter of I've always been done wrong. I've always been cheated on. I've always got this. So what makes you any different when I see something that looks like that? That's what it is. Mm. Oh, you spitting. And even though the initial delivery was not what you would have expected, um, it was yeah. less than desirable. I think the end result is what we both needed. Yeah. I was able to express my feelings. You were able to say, look, I get exactly what you're saying, but I don't like the way that it was delivered to me. I've never done anything to make you blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh my goodness. I ain't gonna blame this on the Holy Spirit, but um, it reminded me, it reminds me of that song, Previous Cats by Music Soul Child. Previous cats. That's what it's called. And he says, he's not to blame for the pain that was caused by previous cats. Mm. And it's so real because in that situation, it was instant flashback for me. Wow. And I think that's what garnered that response. Yeah. But because I've I've matured, once I saw, oh, he pissed. (laughs) 
he wasn't doing nothing wrong. And you explained to me what was happening. Yeah. I could see my wrong in that. Yeah. Um, And I think for me, what I learned is, and I think I'm learning it still. And now that you say that, it brings about to me like the revelation in when you're with somebody, you're not just with who they are, you're with what they went through. A hundred percent. And when you commit yourself to somebody, you got to commit yourself to their trauma too. Yeah. And even though I, I do say, you know, I'm, I'm healed. I, I work through that. There's still triggers like that stuff Heck never yeah. leaves you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it is a blessing that you're understanding yeah. and that um, when the enemy does try to put situations in front of us that look, feel like the stuff that we've been through, um, we remember the redemptive fact, redemptive factor of that. Like yeah. we've worked past that. We're here now. Let's talk it out. Um, because I think it ended up being a really good moment for us. It did. Um, I was glad we could work through it. And there was a moment. I don't know who took initiative, but we ended up holding hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it felt really significant. Yeah. And we pretty mushy and affectionate. So we always <laughs> hold hands. But it's something about coming out of tension and fighting through the residue that's left over because yeah we talked it out we came to understand it but there's still that like yeah that you know we just went through something you're you know, still struck you're, you're, you're still bleeding you're still yeah. bleeding a little bit but you establish something small like physical contact and it reinforces the overall thing which is i love you yeah and i'm not trying to hurt you there was a statistic we heard at church on Sunday, Randy mm-hmm. came and visited me at church and we're in a series about divorce and um, what happens after that. And there was a statistic that shook me. I didn't know. The 64% of second marriages end in divorce. I saw my like, oh. Yo, yo, knock my wind out because I, I, I'm coming into this thing high like, hey, we got this. We finna smoke this marriage. <laughs> Man, he said over 50% of Marriages in over sixty four percent of second marriages in over seventy five percent of third, third marriages. marriages in. So what that communicated to me is usually by your second marriage you've already survived it. See your first marriage, you're like ah, I don't know what life is like outside of this. I don't know what's gonna happen. There's an animal, like there's that nervousness. Like this is a big thing. Your second marriage, getting divorced, ain't that much of a big thing. You've done it. You survived it. Did it once, I do it again. I ain't putting <laughs> But for me in that moment, it showed that adversity doesn't mean we have to end it. Yes. Right? Like we're going through something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean <laughs> in in uh I can't remember what we were talking about, but there's we're talking about how the different ways people respond to mm-hmm. Issues and I said I'm quick. I'm the one that's like, oh God, what's happening? Yes, we had an argument. Is this she's gonna, gonna work? break up with me. <laughs> I can't put up with this. The way she spoke to me, I cannot have that. I'm evaluating. I'm collecting data in the relationship. She yelled at me. I'm not having that. This can't work, <laughs> right? Like your initial reaction was not to run. No, no, no. I definitely was upset, but. 
the the undercurrent of what us holding hands at that moment meant was that we're still here. <laughs> like, Why am I getting emotional? Huh? Because <laughs> it's, it's it was a dope moment. Made me laugh. It was um, a dope moment. Yeah, it was really good. And like you said, I think in previous situations, if something like that would have happened, I would have been mad for a really long time. <laughs> we had a at least through the you was yeah twenty five minute ride back to yeah Jackson, and we were good. We were good. We were good. And if anything, I think I felt closer to you after. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It made me see that like. I've been called crazy more times than I care to admit on here, but like you saw a little glimpse of it and <laughs> it, it didn't scare you. <laughs> oh no, who told you that? <laughs> oh, that's a lie. Whoa. What are you talking about? The fire. First of all, who knew you had veins in your neck? Don't know where they came from. I'm gonna tell you. She we're said, we're like we're we're running out of time. No, nah, ain't running. Right. This our show. <laughs> look, look, y'all. Look, let me keep it. The way she just didn't see, she said, "Yeah, that's that's not." If, okay, if you listen to the podcast, I need you on Thursday to watch the video so you can see what's happening right now. But the way she just said, "Yeah, that's gonna be a timeout for me." All that, all that, Kiki and laughing and giggling and stuff because I was like, Ooh. "It look deer in headlights, fam." Cause he didn't know how to respond. He was like, mm, "How okay. I wanted to respond could not be done here." Because I want to be like, my instinct was like, "Yo, who are you talking? Who are you talking?" First of all, like that's what I want to do. I'm like, okay. What I learned in that moment is, and I I think it's cooler, not specific. Cooler heads prevail. It's not specific to you, but it's specific to just emotions in general. Mm-hmm. Counter aggression will never work. Mm-hmm. It will just continue to escalate. Cooler heads always prevail. And what I had to quickly assess is: is what she's saying valid? Mm-hmm. Yes. The delivery was just off. I don't like the delivery. I feel emasculated, <laughs> and she must think I'm a soft dude. It's because I'm emotional. I'd be it. crying too much. I knew all that emotion was going to have her. She got me <laughs> messed up because I want to say something. She don't know. <laughs> like, but I think um, there's a point we made where we talked about breakups should cause a level up. I think any struggle, any struggle, any adversity, any problem is opportunity. And I think what made us grow closer together is because in that we quickly saw, oh, <laughs> look how we smoked this little <laughs> five minute. We in the car. Look, I love you. I never want to hurt you. If I disrespected you, I'm sorry. I hope First you know of all, I never nobody hurt has you. ever responded to me in that way when like I I won't say trip, but when I trip, um, nobody's ever responded to me in that way. So Ooh, it imme- like with love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately made me like, oh, like we not about to argue. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to do this. I don't have. A, I don't have to navigate this. Like you did good. This is supposed to be an argument. You did good. No, but it immediately softened me up. Mm. Like, okay, Brandy, you were so wrong. Like, <laughs> yo, you coming? And now I know I'm never gonna argue with you, yo, ever. See, now we both learned. That I learned how to get my way with you, and you learned how to get your way with me. I think that is a good place to end this. I'm gonna come in aggressive. You're gonna tell me you love me. <laughs> Problem soft. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like your plan. I get chewed out for a millisecond and then I got to come in like, oh, babe, 
Yeah. Sounds really good. Mm-mm. No. Sounds like a great way to end every night when we're married. <laughs> Yo, that be up. Be up. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in to the What They Know <laughs> podcast. Totally went left. It totally went left. We love y'all. We love love, and y'all should love love too. Are you, are you ending the episode? Um, yeah, I'm gonna end it. I think it's time. Let's sum it up because we definitely went off on a whole tangent about. We did actually. So let me rewind that. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's gone. The show's over. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in. We tried. Like, I apologize. Listen, hold on. No key points. Some key points. Um, number one. With friendships, boundaries, 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 and communication are key, regardless of what the friendship is. And having friends in a relationship should never be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Respect is key. So along with boundaries, you also have to respect your partner's opinion and you have to make sure that the people around you respect your partner. Y'all don't have to like each other, but they must always respect the person that respect, you're with. Yeah. It's got to be respect. Um, as far as being friends with your exes, I have no advice on that. It is very situational, but make sure so that Highly you're- don't recommend. <laughs> so ghetto. Make sure that you're clear on what that friendship is. Make sure you're clear about how your partner feels about that friendship and make sure that you do not do anything that makes them feel uncomfortable. And if so happen you do by accident, respond in love and understanding. And always remember, we love love. Y'all should love love too. too. All right, y'all. Peace.